do it. Let's do it. Let's first, do it. First podcast. First podcast. Welcome back to the movement, everybody. I got a very special guest today. I got one of my fellow kings here. His name is Haroon. What we're going to be te- teaching you guys today is about a little bit about business, his journey, and then how now he's trying to give back and show other people how to do what he's doing today. Right? Mm-hmm. So welcome, man. Thank you very much. First uh, podcast, eh? It's a, it's a pleasure to be on here. I've never, ever done a podcast in my life and uh, here to give as much value as I can and uh, also You know what? More. Podcasting is the wave, right? So I think the best part about podcasting is it gives platforms for everybody to be able to talk to. Right. Absolutely. So obviously you have a very interesting story. I want to hear starting off with your story. So what were you doing originally when you thought of this idea? Tell me about this idea that you had and how you implemented it. 100%. Before we start, I got to give you a little present, though. All right. Okay. I got to give you a little present. And got one for myself, too, because here we go. Look at that, huh? Let me see that here. Wow. I appreciate it, man. Another stove, yeah? Of course, man. Of course. Look at that. Let me take a nice smell. Smells very nice. What is this? Is this Cuban? Is this Cuban? Have you you ever smoked the um, Nicaraguans? No. Nicaraguans are fantastic. Really? Cubans are amazing, but Nicaraguans are fantastic. I don't know. They got a very good consistency. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. But Honestly, I, appreciate I don't... It, man. Look at that. Another stogie for the win, you know? Of course, man. Of course. Um, Honestly, I don't even smoke cigars. So it's like... It, no? I, I mean, I do rarely, but I don't know like the different brand names and... All I know is Cuban, Cohiba, like Romeo, Julieta. Yeah, you're getting into all the expensive ones, eh? Right yeah. off the rip. <laughs> that's, that's all I Monte know, man. Monte Cristos, that's yeah. crazy. You know what I'd say to anybody that wants to smoke a cigar is start off with start off with a cheaper brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. go straight to the Cohibas and stuff like that. That's insane. Yeah. It's too expensive. I think. Especially yeah. if you're going to do it on a daily I'd say go and test them out because they got the short fill, the long fills, they have all these different types. Right. Find the one that you like, you know what I mean? But right. listen, if your lungs are clean, leave them clean, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think if you, uh, if you exercise and if you go to the gym and you take care of your health, then, and you smoke a cigar once in a while, I think it's not really much you of a problem. Do go to the gym? Yeah. Good for you, man. You know what I just recently found out? What? Whenever you go to the gym, this is very interesting. When you go to the gym, you're, whenever, whenever you contract your muscles, your muscles actually secrete a certain kind of chemical protein compound that they call it the hope, they call it the hope chemical. Hmm. And what it does is it actually stimulates the brain. And basically it, gives, it kind of blocks the negative depressing side of the brain. Right. And actually produces that hope miracle. Right. And basically, so it gets you into a better mood. You know, more energy. But the craziest part is the fact that it actually blocks depressing the depressants of the brain from forming. So I thought that was very interesting. I just learned that the other day. So That's very amazing. You know what I mean? So I always see, it's funny because we were always told to go to the gym when you're young. How old are you, by the way? Uh, take a wild guess. How I old ain't taking think a wild guess. I'm saying 19, 20, bro. I'm 20, pretty bang 20, on. Perfect. Yeah. There you go. 20 years old, yeah. There you go. So the thing, I, I when did you start working out? Uh, I started, honestly, I started working out three, four years ago, but I was never consistent with it. I would be going to the gym to build muscle, but then I would be training martial arts, but then I would be running. So it'd be like a mix of like three different things. So I didn't really see like stable results in one. I wasn't fully consistent with one thing. It was always three different things. So it's very slowly building process. At the same time or they were just sporadic? Uh, 
kind of i would be in the gym i'd yeah. be working out all right now i was like i want to learn a little bit of martial arts train a little bit of muay thai good for you that's when i do muay thai then i was like okay i want to fight a little bit competitively so i was like okay i have to really up my cardio so then i start running and when you're running and then you're training martial arts but then you're also going to the gym unless you're like eating like an insane amount it's it uh, it's very hard to build it's very hard. It was very hard for me to build. Good for muscle. you, man. At least you're doing it. But let me ask you this. Why were you trying to learn martial arts in the beginning? Honestly. Don't give me some cookie cutter answer, please. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The reason I wanted to be because when I was younger, I always felt weak. You know, I always felt weak. I like I was low in confidence. And uh, and one day I just tried out martial arts. My brother was uh, doing social branding work for one of our uh, friends and he offered to do martial arts. So my brother invited me he's like you come along like try it out and as soon as i was inside doing martial arts just the feeling of the punch coming at your face there's absolutely nothing else you can think of and the adrenaline that spikes in your brain so as soon as i did my first martial arts experience it was amazing it was nothing like no other sport and after that i came back every single day what did they start teaching you off the bat what was the first thing they were showing you so the first thing they showed me was footwork um in Muay Thai, whichever f direction you go towards is the leading foot you take. So if I'm if I'm in my stance, if I'm going forward, I would step with my front foot. If I'm going backward, I would step with my back foot first. So that is the first thing they showed you, and then the very basic, the jab and cross. Does that correlate with whatever your actual strong hand is? Let's say if you're a righty instead of a lefty, you got to lead with your left if you're going to go that direction as well? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. So if you're a righty, you normally stand in the basic position. Um, forgot what it's called, but you stand in the basic position with your left hand forward and your right hand back because your right hand is the one all the way at the back. So it's the one that you could drive the most power in. And the left one is like, it's like a quick, like shotgun. You know, you can no, just jab, keep jab, 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 cross is like, it's a sniper rifle. Uh, so. You've built that into a sniper? Uh, no, I Hopefully mean, you don't gotta I would use it on nobody. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm not no professional. I, I trained for a little bit. Oh, you fun. stopped? Yeah, I stopped. Why? So I was training and I wanted to fight competitively, right? I was really, I was running maybe 10 kilometers every day. Jeez. And for someone like me who's never done, was never into really like sports to an extreme amount, it was insane. I, I couldn't even run two kilometers, you know, at one point. Yeah. But I was running 10 kilometers. I was really about, you know, fighting competitively. And that's when I was training in uh, martial arts and I actually got kicked in the jaw with a shin bone from someone else when we were sparring. When that kicked hit, I had so much adrenaline. I was like, let's keep going. Like, I got this. You know, I was completely fine. When I go home, my bite's off. Like, my jaw's a little bit dislocated. I wake up tomorrow and I have emails to do for my business. And it takes me like two hours to write one email because kind of, of my brain. What kind of emails are you writing here, man? No, because of my brain. Oh. So I had gone concussed. And but you didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't realize it. And uh and it was everything was just so much longer to do. So as much as I love martial arts, probably I love it more than business. It's uh it risks my brain and risks that. So that's why I stopped. So that was the reason, eh? Yeah. Because so I don't want to risk already my brain. Owning the business? Like you were already doing what you were doing at that time? Yes. When did you start? Let's talk about the business for a second. Let's go to there. Yeah. What do you do exactly? 100%. So I own a uh, lawn care and landscaping business, a franchise, and I also help other students do the same thing. So I graduated high school in grade in a couple years ago. I had no idea what to do with my life. 
all of my friends going into crazy degrees, software engineering, um, medical law. I was just there. I had no idea what to do. So my brother at the time, he had a lawn care and landscaping company that he had started when he was in university to pay off his tuition fees. So he offered me, he's like, why don't you go run your own business? Why don't you franchise this business in your own area so you can learn the practical business skills of sales, marketing, and management and see how it is. So off right off the bat for my first season, I did that. I didn't even look at the money. I just put in the work, put in the time, didn't look at the clock, and I ended up scaling it to $90,000. Wow. And yeah. Was this part-time, full-time? It was full-time. Like, I didn't look at the clock. I just kept on working. From when to when were you able to do that? Uh, it was around seven months timeline. Not bad. For a guy. How old are you? I'm 20. Very nice. No, when you first started. Uh, it was 19. 19. Very nice, man. $90,000 a year. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, it's I'm not, like, crazy, but I'm still a student of life. Um still learning here there's so many mistakes i still make i'm super lazy sometimes well, i've been in the game for five six years yeah. i still make mistakes every other day yeah yeah so it's okay man but i think it's really possible for anyone to do it because so let's keep talking about that journey so you scaled it for the first year ninety thousand. so that right. was last year right and then of course you're still doing it now yes okay so tell me about the journey so you're able to scale a ninety thousand. yeah so to scale a business it's it's mainly just the beginning part is most people fail at is just putting in the work. That's what people just don't do. Everyone wants to start a business, but no one actually stays consistent with putting in the work. You because so. you have to keep putting in the work until you see results. Whereas a job, you go in there, you work a few hours, and boom, you get your money. You know exactly what's going on. With a business, you're kind of left in the dark. But once you put in the work, then you see the results. So did you have so your brother you said your brother had a landscaping company before right. that, right? Was he mentoring you at the same time? Absolutely. Okay, so do you feel like the mentoring aspect of it really helped drive the mentality in the sales? 100%. Um, Because he had built a business and he had gone through all the shit, all the mistakes, and he had already harnessed that knowledge. So then when I started, he had already saved me from going into the mistakes he made. And so I could directly focus on the business aspect Rather than building the back end stuff, the infrastructure, the social media presence, all the di- digital stuff was set up for me. I just had to put in the work. I had to first go door knocking. It was very cold. There you go. It was like it, my I was I remember I went in a polo shirt and I was just like freezing like at the door <laughs> and people were like come inside like it's freezing. It was good for sales because I would come inside and people would trust me more, right? So I would. I you would, got that baby face, that friendly face, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. I went door knocking and uh, after that, I just kept on repeating. I would get their information and then I would send them the quote. So let's talk about door knocking. How was it when you knocked your first door? It was pretty nerve wracking. Like I had it the is. script on my phone. Every like as I was driving, I was just repeating the script and then I would go and then door knock and then I would probably I would absolutely screw up the entire script. Then I'd go back. All right. What did I screw up? Let's fix this. Next door, next door, next door. And over time, I just... I just improved, but it was very, uh, it was very nerve wracking for the first Super nerve wracking, huh? Yeah. And you realize real quick, they're not really listening much at the door. Yeah, they're not. They're not paying attention. You're, they're, you're, you're coming, they're, you're completely off guard. Who's at my door? Yeah. I'm not expecting anybody. Yeah, you got the- Out of nowhere, Haroon's coming with the landscaping company. Hey, what are you selling by the way? Just lawn care? Lawn care, yeah. Lawn care and uh, other small little garden based uh, landscaping things. Like what did you do for the gardens? 
So putting down mulch, entire cleanup, removing all of the plants, shifting plants around, very small things to the point where you don't even need a truck. So I have a Honda Civic. I bought it when I was 18 and I just had a very little trailer. It just had two lawnmowers, maybe a shovel, mulching bag. That's all you need. How much do you think you started? How much do you think you paid actually or invested as a startup? Uh, I would say I invested around 1000 to 2000 That's it? That's it. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay. The first year, 90000 You're doing all the work, by the way, right? Yes. It's not like you had people doing the work for you. Yeah, I, I, uh, I did hire one person, one of my friends for marketing, um, for door knocking with me. But besides that, he maybe worked for a couple of weeks. Besides that, I was pretty much doing most of the work myself. That's pretty good money, man. What is that? That's like 60, 70K in profit if you're doing it just by yourself? Yeah, yeah. Long? It would be, it was like around 50, it was around 50K profit. 50, it's pretty good, man. 50K, yeah. As a 19 year old? Yeah. It's going pretty, on your own? Yeah. Pretty ballsy, man. Thank you, man. I like that. Appreciate it. Okay, so continue now. So we finished our first year. You learned all your lumps. Right. Right. Now you're in your second year. What do you feel? Right. So second year came like uh, it was it was harder than the first year because the first year you're so hungry in business. It's insane. The second year you've done so well last year. Everyone's congratulated you. Your dopamine's all the way to the sky. And now you have to put in the work, even though, you know, you've already done good stuff. You have to rebuild that hunger. And so for me, that was a very big challenge. So I didn't perform as well as I actually did last year because really? of that. Yeah. So that was only because of drive? Yes, because of drive. That's it. My skill sets, 100%. They were much better. My like ability to sell, my ability to close, my customer service, standards, everything was much better. But my drive wasn't the same. And in the beginning of the season, it wasn't the same. And in lawn care and landscaping, it's the beginning of the season. When the snow melts, people start thinking about their lawns. People start thinking about interlock projects, garden, whatever they want to do. That is when you sell, right? Because if you sell half the season, half the season is gone. You could only quote them for half the season. Do you try, is it, what, is it a monthly subscription-based kind of service? Is that what it is? Yeah, so it's a, it's a monthly subscription So tell me based. about this business. Like, Give me some details about this business. How does it work? Cool. So let's say if you were uh, li li living at a property and you wanted some of our services, the most popular service would be a full season uh, based service. That would include mowing, trimming, edging, blowing on a weekly basis, all the way until September and October where it goes to a bi-weekly basis. We would bill you on a monthly basis and the contract would renew every single year. Oh, so this is a one year term? Is that what it is? Yes. Very interesting. So how many packages is there? Um, there's so the most pop popular one you're saying every week you get a mow, trim, yeah. mow, hedges and stuff. Yeah, that's the most popular. That's like 90% of our clientele. Oh, okay. So for, if it's only 10%, let's not focus on the 10%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the best thing because there's a bunch of other service businesses you could do. You could do window cleaning. You could do driveway sealing. Um, for lawn maintenance, my favorite thing is it's reoccurring. So all of the clients that, you know, come from this season as long as i make sure they're happy they're absolutely happy with the service they're gonna come next season because grass always grows and it always it better be grow if you're coming and cutting and you're burning yeah. i'm gonna be pissed off if i was a yeah, customer you know right that's okay very good so now you're on your second year what was your biggest takeaway though other than the drive the biggest now, do you have any people working for you now yes um yeah How many? i do i have one person right now okay are they full-time part-time full-time okay the the biggest takeaway that I have from this season is delegation. 
because I can't do everything myself. Um, right now, there's other things in my life I'm working on helping other students. So there's a few other projects besides this business I'm working on that if I solely focus on doing all the work myself, then I can't really grow. I'll be bottlenecking myself. The biggest takeaway I have is I have to hire people. If I don't hire people, then my business doesn't grow. But you said your sales are lower than last year's. Yeah. Did you have a slow start, by the way? Yes, that's Is that what it was? That's why, yeah. Okay, so tell me about this other thing, about the giving back and doing this teaching and students. Cool. So this is a, this is a brand that we've opened up with uh, our partners, my brother, and one of our other partners, Mo. Um, my brother's the owner of the company. He's, he's the one who scaled it. Mo also uh, has ran various different franchises in the past. He scaled them to close to six figures as well. And then a few of our other franchisees, um, this season we had new. So the year before, I was the only franchisee. This year, we have five other, including Mo. And so, and the, and the lawn, on the lawn care? Right. Okay. On the lawn care. And How did so, you guys do that? If there's five franchisees, like, do you guys split the city? Is that what you guys do? Yes, we split the areas by postal code. Okay. Very so, so the goal of, uh, of this business is to help students graduate debt-free. Because tuition fees are expensive as hell. Um, costs in rent are insane. Yeah, that's a fuck. Yeah. And so if you're a student and you think that working a minimum wage job is going to easily get you out of debt and you're going to be able to afford to pay off rent, let alone live a comfortable lifestyle, you're very mistaken. Because it's truthfully not going to make you that much. And that's where this opportunity comes in. A student that even wants to learn about business wants to make some good money and have some freedom and work on their own schedule has the ability in front of them to do so right now. And so they could just get all the systems, everything built for them, put them into place and put in the work and scale close to a six figure business. So then let me ask you, let's talk a little bit about that, about these franchisees. I'm, I'm very curious. How does it work for them? Is it percentage based? They got to give you guys back? Yeah. Is so it a yearly fee. Right. Right. That's a great question. We, the way we make money, is based off how much they make money. So we want them to do uh, as best as they can and make the most as they can. Their success is your success. Yeah. Exactly. And then we take a slight percentage of their money. Okay. So what do you guys provide? And so let's say I'm interested in this franchise. Okay. What would you guys provide me in return? Okay. So we would provide you the coaching, um, starting from sales, marketing, and management. We would give you all the systems for all three of those aspects. You would have a CRM everything uh you would also have digital marketing so you would have leads coming in for you as well for your business oh so it's not just door to door now there's inbound right. leads coming in okay interesting right because you have the business you have the website set up you have the infrastructure set up all you really have to do is just put in the work how are you liking that compared to actually doing the job now i like that because uh because i could help people and i could see when i the biggest thing for me in life is making other people happy. I just love helping someone and seeing my help produce results in their life. So, so you're in the people building business. Yeah. So yeah, they're very good. Yeah. So when I so even like whenever I help something with someone's small thing and I see them produce results, I love it. Well, it's very yeah, hundred percent. It's a very satisfying feeling. Yeah. Especially when you're taking care of people. One thing I realized is especially when you went into when I went into business. Your people always thought, you know, everyone wants to be the boss. 
Right. I want to be top shot. I want to be at the head of the table. You order people around. I never thought that way, but that's how a lot of people want to do things, right? Right. But I was in the people building business. I want to develop people because the more you develop, the way I look at it is you can work hard at your job, right? Mm-hmm. And you can make good money. Right. And you can also work hard on yourself and right. you can make a fortune, right? So the thing is, is my big thing is being able to develop somebody and tap into the right necessary skills that they have so they can develop even further. Even in their own personal lives, right? I want everybody around me, my team, yes. to be able to go to bed at the end of the day confident in themselves. They have the right skill sets. They have the right mindset, right? So no, right. I feel you, man. Yeah. So hold on. What were you doing before this? Like, okay, you went to school. We know you were working, uh, yeah. working out, gym. Did you have a job, a part-time job anyway? Yeah, man. I was working. Uh, I was flipping fries and burgers at McDonald's. Don't even call that flipping. You guys push the button. It comes down 45 seconds. It cooks McDonald's. Eh? It's, uh, yeah, you're right. It's, I, was, uh, I was making fries for like eight, nine hours straight, 13, 15 an hour. I would bike. What was this? Yeah. Hmm? You grew up in Ottawa, by the way? Right. Yes. Yeah. I was born in Pakistan. Actually. There you go. I came here when I was five years old. And the that's... food is fire. By the way, your shit's spicy, man. <laughs> your shit's spicy. Yeah. I remember one of my... I grew up with a Paki family here, right? Eh? Yeah. One of my Pakistani brothers. Anyways, his mother invites me out to a barbecue. Right. I mean, I'm thinking, what the fuck? She makes the best food. Honestly, best food. So I'm <laughs> excited. You know what? I'm Lebanese. I'm going to kick that to the side. I'm going to go enjoy a nice barbecue, right? So I pull up and the boy's there, right? So the youngest, which is my age, I'm 32 now. His name is Nautic, right? Okay. So anyways, they're all making a burger. The mom is super sweet, whatever, right? So they're all making burgers and stuff nice. like that. I'm like, God, I'll do a burger too, you know? Yeah. So anyways, I'm watching these brothers eat. And the Nautic first is like, man, this is actually pretty spicy. And I'm, it's not registering yet. Your spice tolerance level of mine are worlds away, you know? Yeah. Anyways, second guy, the other brother, his name is Najman. He's like, yeah, man, it actually is pretty spicy. And then I take a bite. The yeah. mother sees me taking a bite. And these guys are sweating. <laughs> she starts screaming. Nabil, get the milk, get the milk. <laughs> I swear to God, bro, I was red as a fire hydrant, man. That's insane. I'm like, yo, I'm boogers coming out of my nose. I can't <laughs> breathe. I'm holding on to it all. You guys are fucking deadly with the spice, man. Yeah. Man, good food, man. They are. I, uh, My parents right now, they're in the U.S., so it's just me and my brother living alone. And I make, like, very, like, bland food. Like, it's oh, just... Oh, no, your mom got to install cameras in the house, man. That's salt sure. and pepper. So then when I go and eat my mom's food, it's also, like, it's pretty spicy for me. Because I'm not used to that spice. My spice tolerance has decreased. No way. Yeah. You got to work on that. What's going on? Yeah, man, You got to respect the culture. Got to do it for the culture. So working at McDonald's, what did you learn from there? I learned... They didn't really care much, right? Yeah. I mean, man, I was just... Well, give me no cap answers. Just, you know, give it to me straight. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was just, the reason why I got a job at McDonald's was so I could buy a nice computer and buy, like, as much pizza as I wanted <laughs> during lunch <laughs> for uh, when I was in grade 11. I was like, I'd see these kids, that they would be buying everything from the cafeteria. I was like, nah, man, I want to I wanna buy the best food. And that's when I just started grinding at McDonald's. So funny, All for a pizza and a computer, right? All for a pizza and a computer. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Listen, I'm actually very interested. There's one thing I did want to ask you before I forgot. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to talk about is uh, the performing achievements. Performing achievements. Uh, what do you mean by that? There's something to do about that. Uh, you had, is there a program that you guys are doing with your franchisees that basically whoever's the top performer 
I yes. wanted to know a little bit about more about the actual business side of things. How are you motivating them? How are we motivating them? Great. So we have a network. So all franchisees, we're in a we're in a group together. We have social events. We any person that exceeds seventy thousand dollars in revenue gets an all inclusive trip to Mexico. Nice. And we all go together. It's amazing. Well, there you go. Hey, you get yeah. a nice trip out of it. You're going with your network of people. Exactly. I want to know how did that change your life? Uh it from a grade eleven kid. Yes. Working at McDonald's. Yes. Is not taking all inclusive trips, franchise, helping people. Yeah. How does that feel? So yeah, so I'll I'll reverse engineer this for you. Um in the beginning of school, like I was very I was extremely skinny. I had no confidence. I wasn't really I didn't really put effort into school much. Did I would you get work, bullied by the way? I did like get that? bullied one hundred percent. I I got bullied many. I got bullied for my voice. I got bullied for my looks. I got bullied for pretty much everything you could think Came of. Came back with a vengeance. And and I'm glad. And I'm glad I got bullied because maybe if I didn't, maybe if I didn't go through the shit I did, which by the way is not like a lot, um, still a little bit enough, just enough to motivate me to become the person I am today. I don't think I would have uh, been the person I am today. So. I'm glad for my past and it's shaped me into the person I am today and going on Mexico, it opened my mentality that there's so much to this world. There's so much to travel, so many countries to see, so many like different places to see in nature and we just can't see it if we don't have the time, wealth and health. Where did you get into the mentality? Was it just because your brother's in school dads? Uh, my brother was a my brother was a big part of my life. He's been my role model. Like he's seven years older than me, so he's been a strong role model with me for my entire life. Besides that, I would say Andrew Tate and watching the Tate brothers definitely like. I really respect the it. dynamic those two have. Yeah, very, very, very rare you see brothers. Whatever you know, what people want to talk shit about the antics yeah. and the shit that he does, but you know what? If you get to the nitty gritty of it, yeah. If you see how those two brothers act together, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it's you know amazing. What I mean? Unbelievable, unbelievable. Is that how you, you and your brother have that kind of very similar dynamic? Yeah, that's what we that's what we try to aim for. Yeah, that's amazing, man. I, every time I see it, I'm like, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's just crazy. So he's seven years older than you. Mm -hmm. I always talk about having a strong male figure in your life. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like it always, always, always goes a long way. So obviously, he takes care of you, protects you. Right. He shows you the ropes. But let's be honest, tough love when it needs to be. Yeah, it's mostly tough love. Like, we, I don't have any other siblings, just my brother. And it's just me and my brother living. So it's like, if I see him, like, you know, waking up and I'm just sleeping in, like, it changes my mentality. Yeah, get your ass up. Yeah, that. if he sees me going to the gym every single day and he's not going to the gym, then there's something going to be going on in his brain. That, like, this guy's going to the gym. I'm not going to the gym. So it creates that masculine, masculine uh, brotherhood that just motivates you to be better that's amazing so you guys work out together too so you guys do everything Some, together sometimes point, yeah right? we, we we have different schedules um he has different responsibilities but we do do similar things in our life we have similar goals so then let me ask speaking of goals then what's your what's your future goals right now what are you what are you looking to do my future your goal, aspirations as well yeah so my future goal is i want to make enough money to the point where i have freedom and I can have a family and protect and provide for them. And that's... So what's your next year goal? My next year goal. My next year goal is to help other franchisees. It's to get better at content um, content production, uh, content creation. 
that's what I'm uh, in charge of right now for Six Figure Student, the brand that we help other students build businesses. That is what I'm in charge of. And I really want to tone down my skills for content production, editing, um, brainstorming, short-term like content. Do you actually enjoy doing that? I love doing that. Oh, do you? Yeah. I can't pick up a phone camera to save my life. Really? That's funny. I'm here sitting on the studio. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I can't. It just doesn't register. I don't even think about it. That's a crazy part. Yeah. At some point, I was literally thinking of bringing an assistant around with me because I'm like, man, stop being lazy. Just pick up the camera. But it's sometimes yeah. like, you know what? It doesn't pop up. So yeah, yeah content editing. Yeah, because I've been doing content since I was a, like seven years old. Like I would live stream myself on this little app that we, uh, it was called Show. It got banned later on for some other reasons, but I used to live stream myself playing Minecraft Pocket Edition when I was like eight, nine years old. And over time, I built like a community of 40,000 followers on that app. No way. Yeah. That's incredible. It's insane. Because <laughs> it was 40,000 people, man. Yeah, man. It was, uh, it was a small app. So I was like the seventh biggest uh, streamer on there. And over time, I just kept on doing similar things. I created YouTube videos. Then I would start live streaming Fortnite, like other video games on YouTube. Um, of course, you got to fucking put Fortnite on. Why not? You know? Yeah. And then when I grew out of video games, now like I'm more so focused into producing business-related content. So how, do you, how often do you post? Uh, I try to post once every day. Once a day. Yep. What, what kind of post? Static posts? Just videos? Yeah. Photos? So right now we're doing interview posts. So what we do is we interview students at U Ottawa and Carleton. And we ask them about tuition fees. We ask them about their experience at university. And if they would ever be interested in running a business. And so when people see that type of content, they are able to relate to that. Be like, oh, I'm also struggling with tuition fees. I've also started about running my own business. And when they see that, content does well. And then the brand gets more attention. Do you do do you have seminars or something like that? Like, what do you guys do to have a sit down with multiple people at the same time? Yeah. So we have info sessions. We have multiple info sessions that run on a weekly basis over Zoom. We give a bird's eye view of the opportunity based eligibility criteria. And from there, for people who are interested and who actually meet the eligibility criteria, we book them into a discovery info session where we could give them all in detail information and then ask all the questions they have as well. So that is what we do. And that is how we qualify them. As for like events, we have actually an event coming up in a week and a half. Um, it's an entrepreneurial uh, business event. Six, multiple six to seven entrepreneurs are going to come and uh, speak on their businesses. It's going to be a conference for everyone. So that is also an event we're going to be having. It's for a networking event to meet everyone as well. Who are these people that you've invited, though? Who is the target demographic? Uh, these are ba people who have started their own service-based businesses, maybe some in social media, things like that. People who um, also want to increase their brand and also want to help students. So are in the same realm that we are operating in. So the base audience is still students? Yes. And then basically they're just a few entrepreneurs coming in? Yep. Okay. What do you find the, what do you find the rate of students? Let's say if you had like 10. Okay. That are part of the info session you're qualifying. Okay. How many of the ton do you feel like they even qualify? Um, I would say uh, 60, 50%, 50%. Really? That high of a number? Yeah, 50, 40%. 40% and they even make it past the, the next part where you call the discovery info? Yeah, so the discovery, the discovery call in the process after it takes a little bit longer. Um, this is like our second year going into this thing. 
50 percent is very very impressive yeah because i've done recruiting before yeah because it, it requires you to also have a car and stuff like that and that's probably the biggest hurdle for students they don't really have a car licensing as well so it's crazy you know what i was saying a lot i wasn't I, not even long ago i was saying this i find uh a lot of the programs mm-hmm. a lot of the shit that they teach you in high school is absolutely fucking useless yes absolutely useless it does nothing for the practical world like i never knew much about credit man you know what i mean right and credit is huge right especially in north america obviously i don't know about lebanon or pakistan but you know yeah here know, it's but... crazy like in the yeah. end of the day so my I've, I've scaled my business to seven figures right wow so i literally when i built my business it was literally cold hard cash i had to earn it to buy it earn it to buy it right mm-hmm. And it's cool. It was pretty cool for the first in the beginning. Cause you know what? I don't, I highly, I tell everybody, don't put yourself in debt right off the bat mm-hmm. to start your business. Cause you, if you can get away with the bare minimums to start, right? Focus on building everything as a total. Right. And then in the end, start upgrading later on as you start to grow right. and you start to see profits. Right. So the crazy part was, is I never even knew much about credit. Right. So I never had good credit. Like most yeah. people, let's be honest. How many students are these guys that you see have credit cards maxed and they're like 500 bucks? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I don't know if you ever hit that before. You got maxed out on a credit card. Oh, you pay your minimum payments. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you, man. I mean, I can't say much for myself on that because I just followed a lot of my brother's footsteps. It's like, okay, get a credit card. Okay. Sounds good. Credit card. And my my social media is also based around that realm, right? So if your social media feeds are based off other shit, video games, all that, like you're not really going to be open to the side of, okay, I want to make money. You actually want to have to make money in the first place. A lot of people don't really want to make that much money because they don't see that they actually can make money and do all this thing. I think that's the better part of that answer is I don't think people, a lot of people don't believe they can see these kind of numbers or, wow, I, I can have that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the belief system is the strongest system. You know? Yeah, you could do anything. Like to start a, to build a six-figure business, you don't even need a startup cost. For lawn mowing, you could go knock on doors, you could collect their information, close the deal, collect a deposit, use the deposit to buy equipment, and then perform their services. $1,000 made you in any thousand, right? Yeah, you have zero startup costs, and you could just do that by yourself and scale it to a six-figure business. Good for you, man. Good for you. Let me ask you this. If you weren't an entrepreneur, what would you be doing right now? I would become a human biologist. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Completely different, huh? Yeah. Because I love, I love health. I, love, uh, I don't like modern medicine. I don't like the shit that's... Uh, that's built. garbage. Yeah. I don't like, oh, you don't feel this way. Take this medicine. Take this medicine. Take this medicine. Only come in when you have symptoms. Like, don't originally try to be healthy. You should... You should go to the doctor. The doctor should tell you how to be a healthier person, not only go there and go there when you're feeling unhealthy. So then he gives you more medicine and then more pills and more pills. And then all of a sudden, it's I love how you just said that, man, because it's I feel like most doctors are most doctors today are just trained pharmaceutical salespeople. Yeah, that's literally all they are. Diagnose. Here's a prescription. Diagnose. Here's a prescription. You know, I'm actually a very big fan of. I don't know if you ever heard of this guy, Gary Brecca. Exactly. I fucking I love, love that guy. I love Gary that guy. Brecker. I love that guy. And I was just watching something. He was like, you know, it's crazy. If you wanted to go and you, 
a diabetes diet. Yes. If they say you have type. Did you see that video? Yes, I did. Type 2 diabetes. He's like, if you want to know the wrong way and how to do it, I'll go to the Diabetes exactly. Association and download their fucking dietary plan and send it to you. Yeah. What is it? Orange juice? Like- Orange juice, yogurt <laughs> yeah. parfait, and with fucking oats and brown sugar Stupid, and shit. Man. Stupid. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man, because I'm like, it's crazy. Uh, my soul, my wife just gave birth, right? Okay. So I got a new baby boy. His name is Musa. So baby nice. Moses is in the Mashallah. Thank you, brother. But how about I tell you, when we were doing originally with, uh, with my first son, mm-hmm. right? We had him on the formula. Breastfeeding is very tough. You know what? I give it to any woman out there that's, you know what? There must be a reason why we say, heavens, we need the mother's feet, right? When you see all the suffering they go through, mm-hmm. even breastfeeding, breastfeeding is super hard. But what mm-hmm. everything gets pushed to formula nowadays anyways, yeah. right? So everything goes back to formula. But yeah. the first time around, we had our son in, uh, he was doing using formula like everybody else, and they had to go soy based anyways, all of this other bullshit. Yeah. And then at some point, we started giving him baby food when he grew up, mm-hmm. like that Gerber garbage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then next thing you know, we started realizing he's really changing. He's kind of like shutting off. He seems more... We started thinking he had ADHD... And then at some point we thought he had autism. Mm-hmm. And then we started doing some research because I'm like, I'm not a meds guy myself. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Zero. I couldn't care. I won't lie to you. I'm the biggest bitch when it comes to a headache. If I have a yeah. headache or nausea, <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't yeah. handle it. You can shoot me, put me in a war zone, bro. If you give me a fight, if I have a headache, bro, I can't take it. <laughs> right away, Advil. Yeah. So the crazy part, right, is when we switched and we took off the baby food and I said literally all natural. I don't give a fuck. Everything has to be natural only. Yes. Okay. As soon as we did that, right away, we started to see a change. And mm-hmm. then we started to realize everything. As, when you start really looking into the preservatives and everything that they're doing with this stuff, the, a lot of these heavy metal toxins that you're exposed to is insane. So we started yeah. doing that, like that metal detox stuff. Yes. And it really made a massive difference. Massive difference. So I to, mm. like this time around, me and the wife agreed that literally breastfeeding most of the way, if we can do it the whole way, we will. Yeah. And that's it, you know? You know what's wow. incredible about a, bro- a mother's breast milk? What? The, if you pump in the morning and they pump at night, yeah. basically that morning, the milk they made in the morning is not the same when they administer at night. It's almost like it gives them different ener- it's energy things, right? Yeah. So if like the nighttime gives you more serotonin for the baby to go to bed. Wow. So that's why I'm with you, man. Never Human knew that. I'm telling you, it's, incre- it's incredible, man, you know? That's amazing, man. That's, uh, wow. I never knew that. Um, so let me some, ask, so when it comes to fitness, man, let's talk about this human yeah. biology stuff right now a little bit. Yeah. So what do you, what's your dietary plans look like? Great, great. Love, I love that we're talking about, I'm so like, I'm really, this is the one thing that I'm very passionate about. So. Exactly. You said it, so let's go into it. Let's do, let's do it, man. So, my diet uh, is always intermittent fasting. So I'll wake up in the morning, I will have a big gulp of water, and I'll actually try to do some grounding. Um, I'll go outside, I'll go in the lawn, I'll take my shirt off, and I'll just look kind of in the direction of the sun, and I'll just do some breath work. And I just started doing this like a week ago. Wow. And my energy levels have been insane. That's like, incredible. You, when you feel the sun touching your body compared to just taking a vitamin D tablet is like a huge difference. Do you are you doing the long breaths, chest expanding, or what yes? Are you doing? So I would do I would I would do some thirty fast obnoxious breaths. I would go like, and then on the thirtieth breath, I would just hold it in, and then you would feel lightheaded. For how long? 
How, how long do you hold that in for? I hold it in for a minute and a half, two minutes. Wow, that's incredible. Okay. So I do that in the morning and then I get straight to work. It takes me maybe 10 minutes to do that. Makes me feel like amazing. I get straight to work. I do all the work I need to do on my computer, all the brain related things, all the things that require the most creativity. That's what I do in the morning. After that, lunchtime, that's when I eat like a nice, um, it'll be avocado toast, pasture raised eggs. The toast I'm getting, they're just made with wheat and flour. They don't have like a bunch of other shit inside of them. Um, and I'll eat avocado, five eggs. I wish cheese. I liked avocado, man. Avocado is so good for you. How do you eat? A, how do you eat your avocado? I can't have it. It's disgusting. <laughs> Bro, you gotta. Eat. <laughs> I wish I liked it. <laughs> All right, here's here's the recipe. Here's the recipe. So you smash the avocado. Yeah, you, I'm writing this down. I smash avocado. I'm gonna try it out. But if I don't like, it, I'm coming back at you. All right, man. So you smash the avocado in a bowl. Mm. You get a tomato. Cut up a tomato. Dice it up. Put it in the bowl and put some lime on it. And smash it in and then put it on a toast. Okay, so diced tomato. Yeah. Okay. We're getting dietary tips here. And then after that, some lime. Yeah. And then what else? That's it. Yeah, and then just put a bunch of pepper and a little bit of salt. There you go, man. Some black pepper. Yeah. And if I don't like it, I'm going to send you a box of rotten avocados. You know? <laughs> Okay, so then you put that on the toast? Yeah, you have to Yeah, you have if you don't like avocado, it's mostly because people just eat it alone. But if you put it on the toast, it's like I would never Game eat changer. an avocado. Yeah, I would never even I'd never eat an avocado by itself. What's the name of the toast you said that you use? It's uh it's called sourdough bread. It's sourdough. From, it's from Ace Bakery. Look at that, eh? You're actually going to invest into this stuff. My groceries are the biggest expense I have in my life. You know what, man? I just, I really started, I, I cut out all pops, all that other stuff. I don't know, people like, you know, sometimes I have bubblies and stuff like yeah. that. But no, I'm with you, man. Like, I used to be a very big health uh, health guy. Mm. And then car accident changed my life. Just finally started able to go back to the gym. So I'm with you, man. That's good. The most, the like fruits. Fruits, yes. Organic only. 100%. There you go. 100%. Organic only. Gary Brekas recommends to just still wash them. Just put some Fucking baking baking soda, vinegar. Takes two minutes. Just wash them. And I'll just eat fruits in the morning. Do that. Then eat my avocado, five eggs. It's like two, two, two and a half thousand calorie meal right there. And then I'll and I'll eat it in the sun. So I'll do some work and I'll plan out work for my phone. And then I'll go outside and I'll eat my avocado toast in the sun while I do work on my phone. Egg whites are actual full eggs. Full eggs. Okay, fine. Pasture-raised. Okay. Pasture-raised. has to be pasture-raised. Of course. Come on. 100%. And then after I do my work, I'll wait two, three hours. I'll let the food digest. I'll go on like a, I'll, uh, I'll go to the gym. I'll work out for two hours or an hour, maybe an hour max. Not me, what the hell are you doing there for two hours? Yeah, no. I used to go to the gym for two hours, but it was a waste of time. Like, you just go in, do your workout in, and then you leave. Yeah, like, 100%. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, go to the gym. Afterwards, I come back home. I'll eat a nice steak, uh, grass-fed steak. and uh, You have the five eggs, go to the gym, then have steak? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And then, uh, and I won't eat just steak. There's nothing else. There's no carbs, nothing, because... From what I've heard, that if you eat carbs before bed, if you eat before you're going to sleep, creates energy, spikes up your insulin levels. And then when your insulin levels are higher, supposedly the uh, HGH, human growth hormone, gets suppressed in the first few hours of sleep. So you want to make sure that when you go to sleep, 
your body's not working on digesting food, but it's working on repairing itself. What's the stop time? It's recommended three to four hours before sleeping. No, for you, when you stop eating eight o'clock, seven o'clock? Yeah, I try to eat. I try to stop eating before 7 p.m. So three meals or two meals and a snack? Three three meals. Three meals. Yeah. Two or two meals so and a snack. So the breakfast, you yeah. got the five eggs. Yeah. Whack-ass avocado. And then after that, you got the grass-fed steak right after. And then what do you eat for the final thing? The grass-fed steak I eat is, is dinner. That's brunch. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So it's amazing. And then if I, and if I'm, I really, you know who David Goggins is? Who doesn't know yeah, David Goggins? Make Come sure, on, man. give the guy some respect. <laughs> so David Goggins, I listened to his uh, audiobook, Can't Hurt Me. And after that, I was like, man, I got to test my body. So I want to run 100 kilometers. I want to do an ultra marathon. And so if, uh, if, if the time is right and I'm ahead on schedule, I'll go for like a nice long run. You should do night. it, man. Yeah. You know what? Do you have a vision board? Uh, no, I don't. It's okay. A lot of us didn't even. Yeah. You get a vision board. Go to Canva, yeah. go to chat GPT, give you some examples, make a vision board and right. friggin' put that ultra marathon on there, man. 100%. Make that part of the goal. 100%. Let me ask you this, because we're running out of time, my friend. If there was something that you would want to tell these students, since a lot of this stuff is geared towards students. Yes. Right. What would you tell, what's the advice that you tell these students that your brother told you in the beginning, at least just to kickstart them into the right direction? Because... Clearly, what you got going on is very impressive. You got determination, drive, right? So, mm -hmm. give me something. Know your direction for students. Understand where you want to go. If you don't understand where you want to go, then don't spend money and go into debt for things you don't know what you're doing. Um, don't lock yourself into places. Explore new opportunities. Don't be afraid to try new things, especially business-related opportunities. Why not? What's the worst thing that could happen? What's the best thing that could happen, you know? So uh, this opportunity for students, I think, is a, is a game changer because not only do you get to learn to run your own business, to make a shit ton of money, get to graduate debt-free, and you are severely, like, you are so far away from your competitors. You've completely separated them. The skills you've learned. And how can I get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me on my Instagram. It's the real Harun Q. Our accounts for our six figure student program is called Six Figure Student. It's on Instagram. It's on TikTok. You can send us a message there, and that's uh, that's where we can help you out. Fantastic. Listen, man, it was such a pleasure having you on. Hundred percent. You want to get a hold of him? What we're gonna do is we're gonna leave the links in the descriptions. Absolutely. Right. Get a hold of him. Interested. Fantastic young man. If you guys like what you saw today and you want to see more content like this, smash that like button, subscribe, and you as well. I don't 100%. play games. 100%, right? guys. Subscribe to this guy. First, first time on a podcast. I've That's never done it. this before. We've broken it in. Now he's <laughs> going to start doing some more, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see awesome. you next time.